Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. This is my fourth time starting this recording because I I sound dumb. I feel like I sound dumb. Um, Hi, it's me. Uh, Here for a little solo pod, something I never thought I would do. Which I know I always talk about when I do these. Um, I asked for your questions, so we can get right into that. Um, I hope everyone's having a good December. Should I say, oh my God, where did the year go? Because where did it go? But also time doesn't mean anything anymore. I can't believe Carmela is going to be six months, which is actually really, really Every fucking cliche that people say about being a parent is totally true. The whole like, the time is just going to pass. You're never going to. And the time is passing. And I'm sure I'll get criticized for this. I'm so scared of everything that comes out of my mouth. I'm sure I'll get criticized for this, but I have to tell you, um, she's really fun right now. Like people, I I, I had a lot of people say this to me. I had a lot of people say this to me. but some people really love the newborn stage. I mean, the newborn stage is magical. Like having a fresh little baby and you're just, you know, if you're a first time parent, everything is new and like scary, but exciting. You just can't believe you had a baby. And then I think like once the adrenaline and everything kind of wears off at whatever point, a month, two months, three months, four months afterwards, you're kind of like, oof, like here I am, like, really like leaning into this new life and kind of like what that looks like. Um, It could be a tough moment or not. I didn't really feel that way. Um, But I know that I just kind of was like, I felt so bad saying it, but my mom and I would look at her and be like, we can't wait to like kind of see what she's like as a person. And it felt really self. And we were like, Oh, are we like bad for saying that? But like, I was just kind of like needed. And now she's almost six months and about five months she just turned into a person. She's so receptive. Like she laughs 
all day. Like she's looking at me and I'll just be like, what's up, girl? And she just laughs and she's picking things up and putting them in her mouth. And next month we're going to start. I don't know if you guys have seen on Instagram, there's an Instagram account called Solid Starts and it's like, you know, advice for how to feed. It's baby led weaning, whatever. It's like instead of spoon feeding mush to them, it's in order to make them not picky eaters. You want to give them foods kind of like, you know, in their full form and let them learn how to like gnaw and chew. I guess a lot of the reasons for children being picky eaters is because of the texture of the food. So, you know, that makes sense to me if you're just pureeing everything and then they have, you know, then they eat the actual texture of the food at some point, it'll probably be very foreign to them. So between six to nine months is when you really want to introduce a lot and, you know, allergens too. (coughs) Excuse me again, this is particular for us. I know some people, you know, any, every choice is, is different and valid, but you know, I would like to give her whatever I can early in terms of like getting her used to different foods and whatever. And, and so like, you know, we start that next week. She get to have oatmeal and I get to like hand her avocado and I just like steak strips. You just like give them like a a piece of steak to chew on and they can't choke on it because they can't, they're just like learning the texture and getting the taste. I mean, I'm so excited. At night we give her a bath. She like rips bath time. She loves it so much. She gets in there. She cruises. She like knows her routine. She has her bottle. She goes to bed. We lay her down. She just goes right to sleep. It's, she's just like a little person. It's unbelievable. It's making me emotional. Think about it. Cause I never really take time to think about it, but I really like, I really like her a lot. Like, I think she's really, obviously I, I, she's my flesh. I love her in a way that's unmanageable, but I really am like, I like, like, she's like, she'll look at me and go like, Ooh, like, and like laugh that like she fucked with me. You know, she's like, look what I can do. Ooh. And like, it's just, it's so cool. It's so cool. And I always get this question too. Do you want more? I would, if I, if God blesses me with one more child, I will be the happiest person in the world. And then I would love to adopt a third child, a child that's a little bit older. I think that's important. We plan everything in our lives. And so it's very confusing to me that in this day and age, we don't plan for our fertility a little bit better, right? Like we start dating someone or we hit a certain age and in our minds, we think, oh my gosh, like I'm getting older. I'm quote unquote, running out of time. Well, guess what? You should be able to plan your future in terms of your fertility the same way you can plan for a career or a vacation or anything. And sometimes doctors make it really hard to do so, which I experienced very much firsthand, which is why I am the biggest fan of modern fertility. And that's the way it was created. It's the easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a simple finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. Traditional testing with your doctor, and by the way, my doctor said he wouldn't even do it, costs over $1,000. But Modern Fertility gets you the same information for $159. It's a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash Pia, you get 20 bucks off that test. Also, if you have an HSA or FSA, you can put those dollars towards modern fertility. You'll get insights into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have, and other important fertility factors. The results go very deep into what every hormone means, so you completely understand what's going on, and you can talk to a fertility specialist one-on-one. And then, by the way, you bring those results to your doctor, and you can plan accordingly. 
If you want kids, maybe today or one day in the future, get clinically sound information about your body so you can make the right decision for you. Right now, like we said, Modern Fertility is offering our beautiful listeners 20 bucks off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Pia. That means that your test will be $139 instead of the potential several hundred or even $1,000 plus it could be at the doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash Pia. That's modernfertility.com slash Pia. Hello, beautiful people. It's Renee Blewett, and I am your host for the She Did That podcast. Have you ever wondered how your favorite women founders are building these beautiful brands and legacies? Whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, already on your journey, or just someone who wants to learn from the best to ever do it, this is the podcast for you. Every week, I'll introduce you to powerhouse entrepreneurs, creatives, and innovators who are carving their own paths with love, resilience, and bold ambitions. Be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss a thing. Okay. Um, getting into your questions, the first one that popped up right here that I think is appropriate based on what I discussed on my Instagram today, um, which is like realities of where you are in your 20s um, in terms of work. And I've always talked extensively about how my work you know, like my line of work was just me taking like a lot of chances and kind of going with the flow and filling in the gaps where they needed to with side jobs to make financial ends meet. And I think, you know, I post something about the Forbes 30 under 30 list because I remember a couple of years ago being with a friend and the magazine was on the newsstands and we walked by and I remember her and it's one of my very talented friends. And she was like, I don't even want to look at it until I'm on the list. And I was like, whoa what a heavy amount of pressure to put on yourself. Like really heavy amount of pressure. And I do think there's like this very unhealthy obsession with having to start a multi-million dollar startup with having like everyone who's like, like I'll be at dinners. People are like, Oh, how, how's your series a going? Like what? And I don't even know what that is or like how that fucking works. Like raising venture capital to me is also so fucking stupid. Like why would you take millions and millions and millions of dollars from somebody to then have to pay them back, to have the pressure of somebody on your back. Like, we need this money back. Like, what are you doing now? What What are the numbers this month? Like, it's just like growth and pressure and it's like not healthy for anybody. And like, how many brands does the world need? I mean, truly like the brand, like even with us doing Barantini olive oil, like nobody needs more olive oil. You know what I mean? It's like, so we're doing it because it's like a passion for us. We're supporting the farm. The farm means a lot to us, you know, and hopefully we can create a lot of, we're working, I'm working on it. I'm a one man show over here. A lot of really beautiful household products that people have been asking us for because it's really hard to get stuff in, in Italy, um, to get it here and to get it in a way that's like cute and like things, you know, stuff that you want in your kitchen, everything will be made to order. I don't know. It's like a little, but we're very slow growth with this. And, and I think that's a very, a huge reflection of Davide being Italian too. And just being like, we don't need to like come full stop, you know, and when we get a little bit of money, we put it back into the brand and anything that's just like a healthier way for us to approach it instead of like billboards everywhere and ads everywhere and blowing it up. And, and I'm happy for everyone who does do that because it is amazing. And, and to see so much creativity and to see so many people who had so much 
to offer the world and have a platform and a space to be able to do so and to know enough people to rate, you know, I think it's great, but I also don't think that it's like all chalked up to what everybody thinks it's going to be. And it's also exhausting and really hard to be an entrepreneur, like, especially from a mental health perspective. So I'm actually like really happy that I was able, like my favorite job, I'll say this till I die. My favorite job was waitressing. I love people and I love food and being able to hang out in this adorable, cute restaurant in New York and like hang out on the sidewalk and be like, well, you know, when my tables were handled, I would just like hang out outside. Like around nine o'clock, I'd pour myself a glass of wine and have that on the side. I became really close with all my customers. It's some of the people that I still talk to all the time, like Gael from Frankie Shop, who owns Frankie Shop, that huge popular clothing, you know, brand and website. She used to come to the restaurant all the time. And she was so chic and fabulous. And she was for dessert. She'd have she's so French, elegant. She'd have blue cheese crackers on, or pardon me, blue cheese on saltine crackers. And I loved knowing that I should just bring that to her automatically after her dinner. And it was very community-based and it was lovely. And I would leave with cash in my pocket every night and it was so fun. And I would go to a bar or a club on my way home, you know, when I was done with my shift at like 11. I mean, those were really like, I mean, again, it wasn't, it's not like I was living in it in a true reality because I was a single girl living in New York. But I don't know. I think that like there should be more room for grace and lenience and you really truly finding out what you want to do and having lots of different jobs. Everyone that I've worked for, I've learned so much from them. I'm still learning. We're always learning, of course. But like, I think that there's so much value to watching the way people run a company you can learn what you like and don't like and how you would manage and how you wouldn't manage. And I don't know. I think that there's too much crazy like stigma from, of like needing to start a company. Motherhood and career and creativity. That's a really good question because I'm having a really hard time juggling that. I'm having a hard time juggling being able to take this 45 minutes to sit here quietly and talk to you guys on, on, on this recorder. <laughs> it's a really hard like mental switch from just answering e- I mean just answering emails and doing LPA stuff is so much and then to be able to switch to from LPA like you know planning and then having to be creative. We have this conversation a lot where it'll be like, "Oh, we need all your fabrics for, you know, Q3 and Q4." And I'm like, "Fuck, like I'm not in a creative space to sit down and think about what the prints should be." Or holiday, like it's really hard. And what's really holding me back with Baranchini Import and Co. Like the ceramics that I initially designed that we posted were going to come. I don't think that I, that's what I should launch with by any means. And so this, and then I and then I did some smart research and realized and had talked to a friend who told me that like you know, like William Sonoma's like dinnerware is only like 8% of their business or something. So I'm like, oh, why would I come out with all these different kinds of dinnerware? People don't have multiple dinnerware sets. Like only like super rich random people have multiple dinnerware sets. We have two and only because one of them was my grandmother's. So I really, my goal is to make like a beautiful custom pattern that's just for Baranchini Import and Co. That's like really specific to us. But like, I don't have, I haven't had the bandwidth to be able to sit down and have that creative moment where I put my phone away because I'm fully fucking addicted to my phone and, you know, have the baby be napping and to be able to just like get my watercolors out and, and paint this pattern. I kind of like see it in my head, but my biggest insecurity in life 
besides being terrible at sports and dancing and anything having to do with moving my physical body is taking um, like creative ideas in my head and putting them to paper artistically. I can do it with clothes that I'm not that I can do all day long. But the like I oil, I wasn't like I oil painted a lot when I was a kid and I stopped because I just too much, I put too much pressure on myself. So that is something that I don't know how to balance, but I know <laughs> when I do have the time that it is a matter of maybe pouring myself a little glass of wine, taking my phone away from me, having someone watch the baby or whatever. And then I have like angels that I pray to. You can buy angel books all over the place, but you know, and there's like an angel for creativity and an angel for communication and all of that. And so I like do my little prayer work and I need to do that. And that's definitely something I need to take the time to do. Having access to tools that allow you to be a happy, high functioning person should not be difficult. And that's why I am really honored to work with our sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist You connect with a safe and private online environment, so it is incredibly convenient, and you can start communicating with someone in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. It is professional counseling done securely online. You can send a message to your counselor at any time and get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to sit in a waiting room. Isn't that incredible? You don't even have to get in your car. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Also, consider this. You're not limited to the counselors that are in your area. Counselors are all over the U.S., and they're waiting to talk to you. It's also more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. The service is available for clients worldwide. Find the particular expertise you need and do not limit yourself, like I said, to a counselor that is located near you. Licensed professional counselors are specialized in everything from family conflicts to grief, self-esteem, sleeping issues, trauma, anxiety, all of it. Anything you share is always confidential. It's incredibly convenient. It's very professional. It's affordable. If you don't believe me, just check out the testimonials that are posted daily on their website. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor, BetterHelp, at betterhelp.com Pia. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that is betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Pia. The New York trip and being without Carmela. Guys, I love New York. I miss it all the fucking time. I miss community living. I'm very, we're very isolated in Los Angeles and I'm extremely social and I love to, like poor Davide gets exhausted when we're there. He's like, can't we just go home? Like, can't we just go sit down somewhere? And I'm like, no, we got to stop by here. We got to see this person. We got to go uptown. We got to, like, I rip, I'll rip around in New York from morning until the next morning. I love it. My energy there is a thousand. Like I love to walk. I love, I just love the whole thing. I had parents who, and I think it was because I was the last of five that, you know, and my mom prayed for a little girl forever. Like she was, I mean, I'm so close. I mean, I live with my mother in the house I grew up in. I'm clearly very close with my parents. 
was really close with my dad. Obviously, I was like here the night he died, but they also like did their thing. And that that was really important to me. Davide and I, here, here, here's a really a point I want to dive into. And we had I had a deep conversation about this with someone in New York, a friend of mine who got a divorce last year or two years ago. And he has three kids with someone. And he said, nobody talks about as a couple, a lot of the time people don't talk about what kind of parent you want to be. And if your parenting skills or your idea of being a parent aligns with your partners. And I will say, I've noticed this a lot. Like you don't know what kind of, like you don't know what kind of parent you're going to be till the baby comes. You can have an idea of it, but you don't know. So setting up goals for yourself as like a couple or with your partner, I think is incredibly important. David and I had endless conversations before I was even pregnant about all the things we considered as parents. Like, did we want to be super hands-on? Did we believe in co-sleeping? Did we believe in, you know, are we okay with letting her cry it out? Are we okay with leaving her here with my mom a lot? Like, are we cool with having her have a babysitter? Like, do we want to be the kind of parent that leaves her alone? Like, do we want to, do we want to bring her on all of our trips? Do we want to do trips without her? You know, if she does this, how are we going to, you know, what are her consequences going to be? I mean, we went like deep. We would go to people's houses and see situations happen with kids and would say, Hey, like, what did you think about what you just saw? Kind of, you know, like what, well, how would you have done that differently? Or did you like the way that they handled that? And we would talk about it. Oh, we talk about it all the time. We went to dinner, you know, recently. And uh, like most parents, it happens all the time. The kid was acting out at the dinner table. And the parent, you know, one of the parents said, oh, we're gonna, you know, if you, if you don't stop doing that, if you don't give me the phone, which I'm not doing that either, by the way, but if you don't give me the phone, we're gonna go home. And, you know, these kids know it's like an empty threat. So Davide was like, that happens. Like you have to be on my team. Like when I, if I'm going to say we're going home, like no matter what we're doing, no matter how much fun we're having, like we need to go home. And I was like, absolutely. Slash like you can take her home and I'm going to continue hanging out and meet you home with an Uber. But really being aligned in those kinds of like, absolutely. Like you have to have a consequence. So I grew up with parents who totally like from the time I was little, they would go away for my mom's birthday or they always went away for their anniversary and they would go at least once a week. They were out to dinner at restaurants in Pasadena and I remember they would come home all like buzz from their wine with their rosy cheeks and in a good mood. It was so cute and they would smell like the, you know, restaurant. I loved that. So I have a lot of friends who, you know, have a, don't like get really nervous leaving their baby or don't want to. And that's totally fine. Like if you're not stressed, the baby's not stressed. So if it stresses you out to do something, it feels unnatural to you, do not do it. But for us, our goal from before we ever got pregnant was to make sure that like our relationship was a priority and that if we were in love and we're connected, that that's how our family functions and that we are each other's priority. So we are each other's priority. Going on a trip alone for three days was important to us. It was something that brought us back to feeling like we were dating again. It like rekindled our, you know, little sexy romance time that is like very hard to happen when we come home from a long day of work and 
the baby's crying. You know, the last couple of times he's come home, she's been crying. I've been a little frustrated doing a very good job of not snapping at each other and getting her down calmly and continuing with our evening. But I think it's really, if you have the means to do so, I also live with my mom. Like that's a huge sacrifice. <laughs> there are times, like I can't just like walk around my house naked. Davide and I can't like live our full, like like my mom lives with my husband. Like think about that. Like they have, it's, it's like there's tension constantly. But we knew like the balance was being uncomfortable at certain moments to like share a living space with somebody else to be able to have like freedom to do things like go to New York. I also have like cousins that live close. Like we chose to live close to family so we could do stuff like that. So I think it was, it was definitely important for us. And then, you know, we also want to make sure that there are trips that we go on where she comes. Like, obviously, I'm not going to go to Italy without Carmela. But I think, like, taking a few days to go away um, is very important. It is really hard to maintain effective nutritional habits. You know, I just had seed crackers with garlic dip for lunch because I'm busy. And, no, wasn't a very nutrient-dense lunch for me. So that's why, and I've been saying this for over a year now, I wake up and I take AG1 by Athletic Greens, First thing every morning, the category leading superfood product brings comprehensive and convenient daily nutrition to everybody because one tasty scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food ingredients, including a multivitamin, a multimineral, a probiotic, a green superfood blend, and more in one scoop. It's everything you need in one scoop. The special blend of high quality and bioavailable, which is very important ingredients, and a scoop of AG1 work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, support energy and focus, and aid with gut health and digestion, and support a healthy immune system. And by the way, they don't even mention the fact that it makes your skin glow. And it replaces multiple products or pills with just one healthy, delicious drink. What I also really love about Athletic Greens is that while most nutritional products come to the market and never evolve, AG1 has had 53 improvements over the last decade and counting. Isn't that amazing? They invest in high quality and reputable sources of each ingredient and go above and beyond in third-party testing to ensure their customers continue to receive the highest quality and basically the best daily nutritional habit you could have. It's lifestyle friendly, which is my favorite part. So it's keto, it's paleo, it's vegan, it's dairy-free, it's gluten-free. And my personal favorite is that it contains less than one gram of added sugar. It's non-GMO. There's no nasty chemicals or artificial anything. And it tastes good. It's an all-around great no-brainer, right? To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D, which a lot of people are deficient on, and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash best today. Again, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash best to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. Got a lot of questions about the trip to New York, but yeah, I mean, it was just so fun. I really think we should open up a store there. I don't know how, we don't have any, Kiai doesn't have any funding, so I don't know how that would, that wouldn't. And then I'm like, Davide obviously would have to be there. We don't have any employees, so I don't know how that would work. Because I think, you know, what the charm is about going to his store and 
buying the stuff outside of the fact that it's beautiful product on its own is like really having the, the Davide experience. So I think we're going to, I don't know, whatever's in the stars. We definitely put it out there. He made a post on Instagram about it. And I thought like he did this thing when we first saw the Pasadena space. It's a, it's a space I grew up going to this. It's a little arcade. And we drove by it one day and he was like, what's down there? And I was like, oh, that's the arcade. Like, let's walk down there. And he was like, oh my God, I should have a store. And we had never even thought of, uh, that that would be an option. The rent is so incredibly affordable that it made sense to invest that money into having a physical space. And he obviously like tripled his sales right away because people love to go to a store, even though a lot of people will say they don't, especially when you're buying like, look, he sells expensive stuff. So you want to touch it and feel it and and so he came home that night and he drew the store, which was so, it was so cute. Like he just came home and drew it right away. And I think it was really cute because I always tell him to, to manifest what he wants. And he kind of always rolls his eyes at me and he did it. And I was like, Ooh, okay. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rub it in his face that he's literally manifesting something, but okay, there it is. You manifested something. And so it happened. And when we got back, he, went to this, he was at work one day and he sent me all these sketches of what the New York store and cafe would look like. And I said, you know what? He came home that night. He's like, what do you think? I said, it looks beautiful. It's perfect. And why don't you put it out there? Why don't you just put it on, on your Instagram, tell people the story, say that, you know, we obviously don't have the funds for this, but it's something that we would, you know, want to do. And cause we're not going to like, I don't, we're not going to like do like a round of fundraising from VCs. We just need like a nice partner who believes in Davide can help expand the business. And we're waiting for that right person the same way we should, you should wait for, you know, a partner if you want a partner. You know, I, I really believe in not like rushing that process. It's something that you really need to, to handle like a marriage. It's an important partnership. And so we'll see. We will see what happens. I'm very curious. Very, 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 very curious. How the fuck do you develop cool brands with a seven-month-old? I'm drowning. You know why? You know how? Because we're not, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what your brand is, but I think, first of all, we're behind on everything. (laughs) We decided we weren't going to do anything for the holidays. And then we kept getting all these questions from people about if we are doing something. Where did my yawn? I'm so tired. And, and then we got requests for a panettone because we did one last year, which was so good. We did it with Flamingo Estate. And then this company that sells the oil in New York, well, basically like they sell, they sell another oil from Partana, which is the company that we do the partnership with, but ours is like a specific blend. And so they sell, they sell, we're selling one of their oils and then the daughter who's like around my age, like follows us on Instagram and was like, oh, like to her, her father's from Italy. She was like, we should get their olive oil in our next order. And he tried it and he messaged us and he said, this is delicious. I feel like I'm back in Sicily. This is heaven on earth. I'm so inspired. I'm using the olive oil to make an olive oil panettone. And I was like exploded in my soul with fucking cuteness. He has a beer. I just want to like hug him. He's an angel. It's a company called Sete Pani. And, and so we had this back and forth and I was like, guys, what is your bandwidth? Like it's a bakery. I was like, what's your bandwidth? Like, like, are you able to make, you know, a hundred of them or 150 or something for Christmas? And they were like, you know, we'll figure it out. We can do it. So that was like a couple of days ago. 
And it's obviously the beginning of December. So we had to rush to get the paper made to like wrap the panettones in because we didn't have time to do a tin. And I like when they look like little presents. And you know, the lead time to get custom paper made is five to eight weeks. And we found someone that can do it in 10 days. But then they were like, oh, we need the paper by next week because her mom is going to hand wrap every fucking panettone. It's like the cutest. I'm so lucky. Anyway, so then Davide had to like close his store today to go like to our paper, this like paper company that is a little store in La Cunada where we've been getting like photos developed and printed since I was in high school. And they do paper stuff too. They do invitations and whatever. And we were like, can you do this? And he was like, oh, my... I think like his cousin or his brother owns like more of like a paper place in Glendale. So Dominic like ran over there and saw a sample of it and he's making this so we're like having all these individual sheets printed, which we have to overnight to New York and I'm buying ribbon online and sending it straight to them to wrap it up. And it's like, yeah, it's a shit show. It's like a chaotic shit show. And I don't, you know, we can't like afford to hire someone by the way, like if you've emailed me about the job, like that's why like I haven't responded to anybody. Like I don't, you know, I don't have, I think people think I can pay, like I can't pay you a salary. <laughs> I don't have, I don't, I don't have those means yet. So I'm very much trying to make it all happen. And it is a shit show, but also like a seven month old is way more developed. I mean, Carmela is almost six months. So like every month they develop so much more. So you're right. Like it doesn't, like it's harder now than when I had a newborn because you could just lay her in a basket and they sleep all day. Now she has to be like entertained. I got one of those little activity centers for her. Then she needs to do her tummy stuff. And now I'm going to have to do like two specific meals a day for her on this like solid starts thing. And, you know, again, that's why we like live with my mom. Otherwise it's like really challenging, but this is the, these are, I just keep thinking like, these are the moments where we're like setting everything up. And hopefully we'll hit like a stride in like our forties and that'll be good for everybody, (laughs) including our children. But at the moment, you know, I've like, people were shocked that I wasn't taking any time off and it's not anything I always say that I encourage, but I was like, this is like our building moment. And so, yeah, I mean, it just, it's all the stories you're going to tell when you're older of like how, you, you know, you can't believe you did it, but you did it. Unfortunately, we're smack dab in the middle of the holiday season. And what if I told you that there is a way to prep for your parties or family get togethers all while supporting a more sustainable local food system? Well, that's why I'm here to tell you about Imperfect Foods. Imperfect Foods is a grocery delivery service offering an entire line of sustainable groceries that taste delicious and reduce waste. Make a difference in our food system. Embrace the natural imperfections and get your groceries delivered weekly. Did you know in the last year, 35% of the food supply in the U.S. went unsold or uneaten? Imperfect Foods is working to turn this around by sourcing foods that would otherwise fall through the cracks of our food system. It's very easy. You just visit imperfectfoods.com and see if they deliver in your area. Once you sign up, you can personalize your weekly grocery order with fresh seasonal produce, pantry staples, and yummy snacks. Plus, your order will arrive the same day each week. On average, Imperfect Food customers save six to eight pounds of food from lesser outcomes with every order. And unlike on-demand delivery companies, Imperfect Foods delivers weekly by neighborhood, a unique model that produces 25 to 75% fewer emissions than individual trips to the grocery store. 
Plus, say goodbye to packing guilt. Imperfect Foods is the only national grocery delivery company that makes it easy to return your packaging after each order. Right now, Imperfect Foods is offering our listeners 20% off your first four orders when you go to imperfectfoods.com and use promo code BEST. Again, 20% off your first four orders. That's up to $80 in value. Again, that's 20% off your first four orders. That's up to an $80 value. At imperfectfoods.com, offer code when you use promo code BEST. Imperfectfoods.com and use BEST. I got a lot of questions about Virgil and my friendship with him and kind of what that and I I didn't I didn't know, but I I mean I didn't I feel weird talking about it because it's such a shared experience for so many people. And I, I don't know why it's making me so it's like, I mean, I know why it's sad. I think it's it's sad for so many reasons because it's he's like such an idol to so many people. So to see someone so full of life and, you know, then all the normal death things happen where you're like, how did that happen? You know, you realize how fragile life is. And now I think, especially because I'm a mother, I think about, I've had a lot of anxiety lately, which I've been wanting to talk about. So here it is like, and I I had it a lot in my childhood. Um, and I, I've learned to, to mentally, you know, stop it, but it's all coming back up again, having a baby where now I just, I'm like scared. I'm like scared of anything happening to her. I don't let her feel that energy at all. I'm like a very, I almost act like she's my second child. I'm very chill. I had six nieces and nephews growing up. My mom, my mom's like, everything's fine. Like don't hover over her. Like, and I think that's why she's a really cool little independent kid. Like she can hang out by herself for like an hour. Like I don't, but this anxiety of like, like when we left for New York, we pulled out of the driveway and I started hysterically crying. I just thought, oh my God, like it's so vulnerable leaving my baby and my mom and my dogs and everything I care about in one space. You're so vulnerable now because like if something happens to me, what'll happen to my child? If something happens to my husband and I'm alone with her, so I think about his wife having two kids. And I know so many of my friends who've lost their parents when they were really little and how hard it still is, especially then when you have your own kids and you think about the relationship that you wanted with your, your parent. I mean, the only thing we know is that we're going to die. So it's, but it's, it's incomprehensible to think about it. Right. I mean, that just speaks to our will to live and our desire to live and love each other and have a human connection and to be seen and to feel important and validated. It's, and so that's what Virgil did. He made everybody feel seen. I mean, it was, have you ever seen more text messages posted by people on the internet from truly one of the busiest, most important people in the industry? Like hundreds of people, probably thousands had fucking personal text messages from this part and telling them how good they were at what they were doing and that they need to keep going. And what can I do to help you? It's unfucking heard of. It's unfathomable. So it's almost like a, it's almost like a death on top of a death because I just, it's like, it's like this rain of sunshine died or something. 
Like I literally haven't seen him obviously in a couple of years, but like in, in, in some of the toughest career moments of my life, I would message Virgil. I mean, when LP launched, he was like, what? Like I have so many screenshots on my phone of all my first sketches of LPA I would send to him. I said, what do you think about this dress? Oh my God, I love that. That's what the girls need. That's what the, that's what the people need. This is what the people need. Yes, like that fabric is great. That's a, don't even ask me because you got it. You know what you're doing. Let me know how I can help. And he DJed the LPA launch party and he like gave quotes to... You know, he like kept how he would like post it on Instagram, knowing it would get me press, and it got me press. It, it like there was a, two articles that came out, one on like Hype Beast that said Virgil co-signed this brand that's coming out because he just wanted to make sure that he could support me, however he could. But he did that for a shit ton of people. My friend Cam has an amazing candle company. She like hand makes these candles and and they're wonderful. And he like bought a candle and posted it on Instagram. And because of that, she got put in this like fabulous store in, in France. Like he, he bought a Gaia sweater. As soon as I said, hey, my husband launched a brand. As soon as I said my husband launched a brand, he followed it and bought a sweater. This is the creative director of Louis Vuitton who started off white, who had a wife and two children and never turned down an appearance, a DJing job, showing up to present an award. So my only, my, I just, I keep thinking like, oh, he wasn't like a real per, like, I don't think he was a real person. I think he was probably very much connected to another world because there's no way, (laughs) I mean, just like to the, when we talk about like logistically having the bandwidth to be able to be that kind of person. And it's funny, right? Cause this is what we're not supposed to do. We're not, we're not supposed to overextend ourselves. We need to focus on our mental health. We need to all not be, but like he never was tired ever. He never complained about being tired. He showed up for it. So I just am like, okay, this is, this person was like of another species or something, or he just had like a little bit of angel sprinkled in him. Cause it, it's, it's just, it's just unimaginable to be able to be that. So I'm really thankful that I was able to have, you know, a, a, even a tiny personal experience with him. And that's, yeah. And then I keep thinking, of, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get into like canceled stuff. Here's another, I always love talking about this because my initial advice always is think about the best Poetry, art, music, films, photos, op-eds, journals, whatever, everything was completely made from the energy of some sort of loss or heartbreak. Perfect timing, actually, talking about this after Virgil. Like, when you have all this energy inside of you, the best thing to do, and I, and I was able to do it with with one breakup really well, one of my biggest heartbreaks when I was in my early twenties was I channeled it so hard. And I, that did not mean that I didn't feel the feelings. I loved feeling the feelings. I would grab my friends and I'd be like, we're going to a fucking bar tonight and I'm going to get so messy and like, please make me feel safe. And let's like laugh. And we would like, there was this little bar 
I lived off Melrose and there was this awesome, it's not there anymore. It's called Coaches and Horses or maybe it opened back up, but it was like a fucking perfect dive bar. It like smelled like, it was like musty beer wood smell. Like I love a dive bar and I would hang out in there with my friends and I would cry. And then my girlfriends would like make fun of him to make me feel better. And then I would laugh like, you know, all the shit that girlfriends do. And then I would stumble out of there. We'd walk home. We'd have sleepover. You know, you just like, you have to lean on your friends and you have to tell your friends, I need you right now. And that's what friendships are for. And, and your family, by the way, I would, I would come here and cry. My dad would, was funny. I remember, you know, I've had three breakups in my life and the one that I knew that Davide was the one. Cause my dad was like, he would cry too. <laughs> he was like, I just could kill him. <laughs> I was like, what? Where the other guys, he'd be like, I, okay, I'm giving you like 15 minutes and then it's over. Cause like, this wasn't your person anyway, which really hurts at the time, of course. And I'm like, you don't understand. And he'd be like, yes, I do. I was a person once too, who dated and had heartbreaks and this is just how life is, you know? So I think like leaning into feeling the feelings is so important. Like bottle of wine in bed, tub of ice cream, watching every movie you can, the whole thing, like cry, cry in your car, cry in the shower, all the stuff, all the stuff. If you want to, you know, whatever, give yourself some grace for doing a couple stupid things, like looking at maybe the new hookups, Instagram account, you know, whatever, try not to look at their Instagram account because it's just unhealthy and it's like, if you look at it all the time, every second you're like cortisol spiking. You're like, ah. It's like good. It's the hardest thing in the world. So I shouldn't even say that. But then if you could also take that energy and fucking channel it into something else, like pull out a paintbrush, write some fucking poetry, take your camera around with you, take some photos, like anything you can. I would like, I went, I painted a bunch and I went for one, that one breakup, I started working out a lot, which was so, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not working out at all right now. And it's really bad. And I, I can, I'm happier when I'm working out. It's just math and facts and science. You just fucking feel better when you work out. And it, it like, it burned off so much of the energy. It burned off so much of the cortisol. It made me feel so much better. Um, and I was like, I, I was like, going out with my friends to like be sad. I was crying at home. I was doing that whole thing. I remember like one Saturday I woke up and I was really, it made me feel really safe. I woke up and I said, I'm literally going to make like a fucking box of brownies and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to watch my favorite movies today. And, and, it, and that was like a dream. And then at the end of the day, I took a bath, like, you know, just make yourself feel so safe and cozy. And then anything you can channel it into for me, it was like working out. And then I started getting really back into painting and it, and I created some of the most beautiful little bits of art that I'll, that I just have in a box in my closet that I'll never look at again, but it was so cathartic and it was so beautiful and it was so important. And it really, that then was like, I, you know, you know how everything went fucking when it rains, it pours. I like quit my job and moved back to New York, like as that breakup was happening and ended up the exact right job that I needed and like dove into work and like that freed me up to like get into a job. And because of that job, I am where I am now. So it's just, I wish you could see me because the way I'm moving my hand around, but it's just like it ebbs and it flows and it's rivers and it's valleys and it's all the fucking quintessential shit that you think it's going to be. And you just have to fucking ride that wave. You just got to ride the wave, man. That's the best advice I could give you. Okay. That's our 39 minute mark. I'm out. 
if we don't talk more personally, I'll do a Q&A with Davide before the end of the year. But just from me to you, I just want to say how thankful I am to all of you who listen to this podcast. It is another very vulnerable thing that I do that makes me feel very scared and very naked. And the love that you all give me is one of the biggest joys of my life. And it's just because it all comes down to human connection and a reminder that we all feel the same stuff. So thank you for that. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.